hey, 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 hey. It's the TFL podcast. Yes. Your friendly Australian NFL fantasy podcast. Coming. Very friendly. That's right. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we're here for the friends. Welcome. One and all. You are here with myself, Rowan the Boat, and good friend Arch. How you yes. going, mate? I'm good. Good to be back together again. In, in the studio. Same room. Not over streams, you know. I mean, obviously there'll be the disappointment that they won't see our faces, but I know who who doesn't want to see these ugly mugs. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't want to see two heads not moving? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so anyway, you can just listen to this, knowing that oh, there's not going to be that awkward. Oh, yeah. Did you say something in the Zoom kind of type? No. Pause. Yeah. No, no one needs that. No. All natural, hundred percent hot chemistry. <laughs> uh, all socially distanced, of course. Um, but uh, right. looking after ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe a few accidental touches here and there, but, you know, we should be good to, for the day. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, there's, there's the first one, Rowan. Thank you. <laughs> we are, oh, gosh. We are on Facebook, Twitter. Yes. We have a Patreon. And we are at the TFL Podcast. We mm. also have a website, thetflpodcast.com. Go yeah. check that out. A little uh, article dropped last night. Yeah, mate. Look, I'm just trialing something, a bit of a... I don't write too much, so no. I thought, look, let's give it a shot, see what people Rowan's think. ramblings. That's it. Love That's it. it. It's just going to be my thoughts on each <laughs> week, really. It's just <laughs> nothing too crazy, yeah. but a bit of a story, a bit of a, just some thoughts, things I've been learning mm. this week uh, over the past couple of mu- past month and a bit. It's, uh, look, fancy football, there's lots to learn. So Absolutely. I thought I'd share a little bit. Please head along to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. We would much appreciate that. Share us with your mates because, hey, let's build this Australian fantasy community. Let's mm. let's keep doing it. One way to do that? Patreon. Patreon. That's not where I was going. Patreon. No, where I like are you it. going? <laughs> I was going to say FF Down Under Bowls. I don't think that's filled yet, so no, get, get on, on that. that. That's it. Uh, I'm hit- in Captain Marvel. Hey, I haven't been assigned yet, so I'm still waiting for that. Well, um, maybe you need to sign up. Elusive. Mate. I have. Excuse <laughs> me. Don't you dare insinuate anything else. So no, I'm yeah, ready. We could get that, on it. That's it. That'll be great. All right, Chris. Well, let's uh, let's jump into some news. Yes. News and notes. That was just two and a half minutes, and we we're already into, into news. Like we are. We're on Streamlined. Fire. Yeah, that's it. So don't keep <laughs> oh, stop <sorry>. talking now. <laughs> <laughs> we want to look at a few <laughs> a few of the injuries that have been going on yeah, because yeah, there's that. just been plenty. That uh, one. Some people like to call them camp strings Ooh. if it's the old hammy. Uh, but Dak Prescott, he's uh, you know he hurt his shoulder, his lats. Yes. Yeah. The uh, last week, I believe. Uh, he's gone and undergone another MRI after the Cowboys uh, break training camp this weekend. Uh, it, Dallas's official Twitter account said, no, this gets bizarre. Yes. Saying it's not a setback and it's not a reason to worry, but quarterback Dak Prescott will be getting an, another MRI. It's like, come on, guys. What if you're not, if you're going to tweet something out yeah. like that, like, Surely the social media guy <laughs> knows what they're doing yeah. when it comes to sending out a tweet like that and knows the uh, the uproar that it would cause amongst mm. the Twitter community. Because, look, the Twitter community is definitely not silent no. <laughs> and definitely very opinionated. Yes. So, look, it's just a weird thing to throw out yep. there. Do so, you so take anything into this? Uh, look, not yet. It was Let's see how it impacts He's saying he wants practices. to play the last preseason as well. Is that what, what he's saying? So yeah. maybe. Look, 
I'm not going to rush into changing a thing. I might just wait and see on this one. Yeah, fair enough. I haven't I haven't yet seen Hard Knocks because mm. dang Hard Knocks in Australia is not coming out until Sunday on ESPN and I haven't got done anything illegal yet. Where do we, where do we watch it? I'm going to watch it on KO. It's on KO. Yeah, it? so it should be there for us to watch if you've got that. I think it's also going to be released on Game Pass in Australia but on Sunday as well. So a mm. little bit, bit annoying there. But can't I'll wait be for watching that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, okay, let's not worry too much about Dak until we see it yep. impact the training camp uh, reps as such. We both came out and said that David Johnson was a uh, running back that we're probably higher on than than most when it came to ADP and uh, the old ECR on mm. Fantasy Pros. Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay are both listed as co-starters ahead of David Johnson on the Texans' <laughs> latest depth chart. What a, We've done something wrong here, clearly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's unofficial, right? Yeah, yeah, just, uh, just relax, everyone. It's just probably just to get a rocket up DJ, right? I can't I can't fathom Mark Ingram starting over David Johnson. I mean, he was good a couple years ago. But last year he just had nothing left in the tank. Yeah. I just, so look, this was, is. Uh, I mean, DJ's no spring chicken either. No, I 100% <laughs> agree with that. Don't you worry. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, keep an eye on that one, actually. Yeah. That might be a rankings adjuster if that doesn't yeah. Look, change soon. And that's what we have to do. If you get news, you just got to roll with uh, what's there and we will adjust yes. as, as time goes by. Speaking of Wednesday, John Harbour said Rashad Bateman's absence, unfortunately, due to a groin injury, is going to be weeks. Going to, yeah, that's not a nice phrase, is it? That's ugly. That's really he said weeks, not months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. great. I mean, the yeah. I mean, you can say, I mean, we've had kids. Sometimes you talk about how many weeks old they are into many months. So, you know. That's it. I can't see Bateman having a real impact early season now. No, at all. no. It would be interesting to see, obviously, what's happening maybe week 10 or yeah. I mean, redraft, it has to be very late to get any value on a pick, maybe even unpickable. If he's going to miss week one, there's no way you're picking him. No. like, it, And so what is it? Like it's already a small pie that he's got to get in a slice of. That's right. Sammy Watkins is looking okay in camp. Um, and Mark Andrews is the one. So it's there's just not – I think it's just not going to be his year. No, I don't think so. But hey, in hopefully he shows stuff as he comes back, and then you know next year it's a different conversation. Potentially, if you're playing dynasty, this is a guy that you'll be able to trade for cheap in the middle of the season. If you, uh, yeah. if, if you, if the other guy's not so smart, yes, <laughs> I might just uh, get on the phone to old Lowy right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz is trending toward being available for week one. Mm. Same with uh, Quentin Nelson as well. Apparently they're both That's, saying they're both uh, possible for week What's one. going on there? Look, five weeks to 12, they yes. said, and uh, well, it looks like it's just going to be five weeks. Yeah, yeah. Look, perfect, perfect. Um, great. Yeah. So, no, look. Um, <laughs> it's too early to tell, surely. Hey, it's better news than what's going to be close to the 12-week side. So, look. True. Hey, strange things have happened. What, um, is, what does that do for your thoughts around guys like Jonathan Taylor? Look, we we adjusted him down slightly. If Carson Wentz does come back week one, week two, he's not going to be hundred percent like true the best Wentz we're going to see. So, look, I don't see myself adjusting too much up yet. No. Um, so now setbacks can happen as well. It's just well, he's only just had the surgery. Like, how much information do they have to be able to be that confident? I know that's what I'm thinking as well. How can you really tell? Hey, maybe there's some uh, very smart people out there who know the medical profession better than we do, and they might be able to say that. Yeah, it's fine that they say these things, but you talk yourself down there, Rowan. Myself not, down. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I'm not a medical professional. Uh, I think you are. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, no worries. I'll go. Why are you so hard on yourself? You are a medical professional. <laughs> what was all those years of med school for? <laughs> That's a great question. Here I am sitting here with a teaching degree. Fire yeah. out. What did I do? Uh, dear Zach Moss suffered a hamstring injury Tuesday and is taking things mm-hmm. one day at a time. Oh, it was all trending. Mosswood, wasn't it? It was a bit. They were getting a lot of positive uh, talk about Moss coming out of camp. Uh, hamstrings linger. It does. I don't like seeing that here. But, hey, look, the thing is, though, hamstrings could be a two-, three-week injury and that's it. They, and they, and they come back fine. Depends how stupid they are with handling him. Well, that's right. It's training camp. They, if they are confident that he knows the system and they were liking what they saw beforehand, put him on ice and just mm. keep him there for three weeks and then he's right to go for the season. So I'm not reading in too much into this. It's a lot of snaps for Singletary to maybe just improve. True, but maybe it's all back to normal after week three. Maybe. And then we don't worry about Singletary ever again. <laughs> Speaking Tuesday, Broncos coach Vic Vangio said Drew Locke will start a quarterback, quarterback in the Broncos' first preseason game against the Vikings on Saturday. He said Bridgewater will start in Denver's second preseason a game against the mm. Seahawks. He didn't clarify about the drives or anything like that. What what are we seeing here in this quarterback battle like it's that's we what have it to is. Wa- wait and watch right that's what it is it's a competition um and so they haven't determined a winner yet do you have an inkling no nah. no nah. not nah. willing to make I mean, a call to be honest I, I don't spend much of my time looking at bridgewater versus lock camp battles uh, well, it doesn't, doesn't really, really get matter. Me excited no it doesn't really matter for these <laughs> guys either no for sure <laughs> but you are potentially going to draft some of their teammates yeah but i mean does that are you really going to adjust your ranks between lock and bridgewater i might like Drew Locke will throw the ball. Like mm. he'll get it downfield. I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater has yeah. the guns to be able to do that consistently and with good accuracy. So I'm not entirely convinced that yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is better for fantasy. Okay. So that's kind of where I lean. This is a big piece of news though and relevant How to fitting. today's uh, episode. Raiders tight end Darren Waller has missed eight straight days of training camp. Mm. He's been working with a team trainer on the sideline. Raiders head coach John Gruden last week wouldn't say whether Waller's absence is injury related. <laughs> Why would you just tell us? <laughs> it's noteworthy that Waller has missed nearly two weeks of camp, though. That's that's mm. bad. This it's, is not good. Surely, it's not, no, it's not there's what you no want. real like kind of better way to kind of wrap it here, is it? No, nah, there's. Nah. People are looking at Waller in the second round. Yeah, no, no. I can't do that anymore. No. Well, no. not now. If I'm drafting in the next couple of weeks, no. But who knows what comes out afterwards if we get some clarity. No. And, this, and this, I mean, this is why you don't draft so early. A, the, the coaches don't have to tell you the truth. They can be That's all so elaborate. True. But then when, you know, at least in the lead up to week one, you actually get some proper news on injuries. That's right. Uh, once, you know, especially you get a sense of that when rosters are cut down to the 53. But, um, yeah. It's not ideal to miss uh, two weeks of training camp. Nope. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to adjust my ranks because I'm, you know, but I'm, I'm probably not going to draft him uh, at his ADP at the moment. For sure. I, at the moment, just a preview of what's going to come later. I've got him at tight end two mm. at the moment, but I'm thinking that I might push Kittle up and Waller falls down. There's yeah. still such a big gap between tight end three and four, though. We'll get no, to that. No, that's it. Like, he's, yeah. So, latest ADP from Sleeper is that he's an early third round pick on average. Okay. Um, I'd be wait. I'd probably wait later in that third round to hit on him. And this if comes. You're drafting right now. That's right. And it's it, coming into like draft strategy, right? And if you're yeah. thinking about how you're going to feel with your team, no. you have to 
make some calls about the the, the level of safety that you kind of feel yeah. with that because yeah. if you're going to take a guy in that's missing a lot of training camp, yep. there's a lot of nerves that come with oh, that. It was just skipping on guys like potentially Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, <laughs> like there. Which you're like, yeah, I'll take those. I'll take for those sure. who who don't have injury clouds. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. 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 Uh, Hunter Henry will miss a couple of weeks. What? Thanks. So <laughs> we'll see if yeah, that yeah, means yeah. Johnny Smith will probably get some ascendancy in the team. You think that they'll keep using him. Did you see that video? He was using being used as a running back. He got some carries. <laughs> yeah. So look, they're going to throw anything into training yeah. camp videos though these days. So who knows how no, legit just, that's going to be. But at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're cutting each other's upside and I'm avoiding both. Yeah. It's look, I'll, it's one of the thing is though, like you just you look at Rob Gronkowski and the way they've utilized the tight end for many years. You think they might be able to get decent week to week value out of both of these guys, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. They're, they're just not Gronk. No, they're just and not. Gronk. That's right. MLive.com's Kyle Monkey reports DeAndre Swift has missed significant practice time with while nursing a sore groin during a training mm. camp. We've kind of seen this for a little while. Jamal Williams has taken the bulk of things. Yeah. Jamar Jefferson, I think, struggling with a little bit with an injury. Yeah, that's as well. right. He is too. So, looking at this, DeAndre Swift again, though, like he's Hawkinson a- targets. <laughs> that's right. DeAndre Swift is a running back that I've always had a bit of nerves about because he plays the Lions. It's a rubbish offense. Yes. It's like he's going to get opportunity. I Just understand not in the red that. zone. Well, that's <laughs> the important often. place, isn't it? So Jamal Williams comes in. He like you can get Jamal Williams super late. In yeah. regular redraft, and I like if DeAndre Swift pushes this into the re- still, regular season. Still Detroit running back, and I'll try to avoid it yeah. as much as possible. Moving on. Nah, fair enough. <laughs> the Athletics Paul Dana Jr. writes Bengals number five overall pick, Jamar Chase, has not shown as much separation as you'd hope in training camp. Chris, is this just a guy who, or he's missed a whole year? He mm. hasn't played since 2020. Yeah. Uh, January 2021, you sorry. And he's coming into an NFL offense and is starting to realize, oh, these guys are a lot bigger than college players. Yeah. And some mental things. I, yeah. I almost just read this as he's just getting acclimated to the yeah. to the place. Separation isn't everything, especially, you know, and just slot receivers. They'll get their separation just by the way they they're schemed open. That's I think right. he'll just he's got a bit of a contested guy. But also like there's like reports that Burrow is just not looking great either at the st- like coming back from injuries is not as confident no. and so potentially the the passes aren't as as you know where they need to be for Chase where he's used to so I think there's a few multifaceted reasons why he might be struggling but yeah he's also had a year off football so um, it's, it's, it was always going to take time yeah. I think this is going to be a really interesting year to kind of see the effects of missing a, a year of football mm. what that what what that has on these players yeah, because- does it take a full year to get back well that's right so I think yeah obviously Jermaine Chase was talk of the town in in 2019 college football season mm. but really are we are we forgetting what a year off can do? So, yeah, I think I'm not necessarily going to change my ranking so much and projections so much just yet on these no. guys. But if I am drafting, people are doing best ball still at the moment, then this is probably a tiebreaker kind of type situation yeah. for me. Yep. NJ Advanced Media's Mike K reports Jalen Hurts has tev- has tevily targeted. Yes. <laughs> on fire today. <laughs> what? 
You're saying it weird. <laughs> oh, dear. He's heavily targeted. Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz in training camp. <laughs> Entering camp, Hertz's ability to find tight ends was a concern, Kay said. So far, mm. he's been on point with targets to Goddard and Ertz. Hertz King on tight ends is nothing new. What do we read into this? Do we say, okay, Ertz is back for another season. It's looking that way. He's going to be well, around. We, Goddard's upside's being capped. Uh, yeah, well, it's just bad news all round. Like it's two tight ends you don't want now because, you know, they're going to, who's going to have the big week? Yeah. You know, you look at both of their targets, like Ertz was still getting targets last year when they were both on there. He wasn't doing anything with no. them. No. And so that's the thing. It's like, well, you know, it's hard to get excited that Ertz is getting involved. Really, we're still hoping that Ertz gets traded, really. Uh, you, the- yeah, 100%. Yeah. If you're an Eagles fan even, you're thinking like this is the old guy that's not going to lead us to anything. Yeah. Dallas got it's the next uh, one up. We want him yep. to be our receiving tight end. So but you just don't have that many other pass catches. So you kind of, for the team, the team yeah. probably wants both of them. Yeah, I can see that for sure. But yeah, Devonta Smith is dealing with something still. So you, yeah. you just, there's Travis a lot of question Fulgham. marks. <laughs> Greg Wall. Yeah, that's right. Let's, uh, yeah, I think I'd let's stick, forget those keep, guys. I'd keep Ertz around too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Well, that's it. That's our news yes. headlines uh, today. We're going to jump into a bit of a bit of story time. Love a story time here on the mm. TFL podcast about tight ends. When has a tight end been an absolute burn or triumph for you? That was a surprise to me, that little uh, sound drop. Yeah, it's what, what says that more than a record scratch. <laughs> oh, time for story time, kids. Story time. Turn off the music. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's great. We'll work on that one. So... Talking about when tight ends have been absolute burns or triumphs for us. Look, let me talk about one time when there was a man called Jalen Samuels and he was listed as a tight end in Yahoo Fantasy in 2018. (laughs) Yet he took on the role of running back for the end of the season and I was able to snag him off waivers and pretty much cheat coded my way to a Mm. championship in 2018. (laughs) <laughs> so look that was uh that was pretty nice yeah. when, I, when i got to do that so i mean that's not that's less of a tight end thing <laughs> and more of just uh playing the system that 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 is there but hey you can do that every now and then so okay, I, guess. I, I took it what is your triumph tight end uh fantasy play Chris? um probably 2019 little mark andrews late round pick in the tfl just Any um, touchdowns that year oh so many touchdowns um, it was just great. It just nice. really, it just come like it really solidified my late round tight end drafting strategy from that point on. Yeah. Really, when it pays like, off like that, absolutely. It was, and it was the same year I got the late round quarterback right as well. So I was like, hey, yeah, <laughs> oh, this is easy. <laughs> oh, matched up with Christian McCaffrey at yeah, the second yeah, pick of yeah. the draft. So well done. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out last year though. <laughs> no. What's your burn though? What's When's right. picking a tight end okay. not gone Now, well. this sounds real bad on paper. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> so, uh, what is this? 2019 in my, in my other home league, I drafted old mate Austin Hooper, who'd never really shown much. Got him late, obviously. Um, week two, I trade him for, uh, you know, just a real flash in the pan type. John... Ross, the third. <laughs> oh, he's been great since. And what, what, did, Uber, about? And what did Uber do after that? Just went. He, he bloody went nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I must admit, I traded him away after I just acquired Waller for a bag oh, of peanuts so as well. You go. So, like, soften the blow. It did soften the blow, but it's like, oh, if I just held both, I could have had some real big trade value. But um, 
Yeah, John Ross, uh, everybody. Yeah, John Ross. Well done, well done. Uh, do you mind? Look, this is my story, though, and this has probably had an impact on me since forever playing NFL Fantasy. <laughs> I came into playing NFL Fantasy back in 2016. So yes. My first, first year, I remember we were sitting around the staff room drafting mm. and in the seventh round I'm looking at who to pick up. I'm like, oh, I should probably, I haven't got a tight end yet. <laughs> the old fill the starting position. Yeah, that's right. So I was like, oh, I haven't got a tight end yet. Seventh round, oh, yeah, look. Who's there? Oh, Gary Barnage. Gary Barnage. <laughs> he was he was coming off a one thousand plus yard mm. and nine touchdown season. <laughs> yes. Like he that was huge. Uh, just and then you know what nope. he does? He gives me a big fat goose egg. Yes, in week one, zero points. Yeah, that's what you want from your seventh round pick. Oh man, he had six hundred yards and two <laughs> touchdowns for the year. That was his final year in the league, mind you. He yeah. You know, went and retired after that. I was Back like, good riddance, old Gary Barnage. So mm. uh, that hurt, and I forever now, much like quarterbacks, I'm going to take one early, a tight end early, or I'm going to take one really late because. I yeah. feel like the bust rate for tight ends in the, those middle rounds is quite Oh, it's big. ridiculous. So speaking of tight ends that come at the, the end of the draft, those sleepers that we're looking out here, some of the guys uh, on Twitter that we're uh, getting in touch with, they threw out who their favorite t- tight end sleepers were this year. Uh, I'm going to leave uh, Tim's to the to the end. Uh, we've got the Toyota and Fantasy uh, group, they say so Dan Arnold, you know, mm. he's been brought over to Carolina to actually cast, catch passes, you, you'd assume, because Ian Thomas has been bad. Yep. Uh, John Coker says Irv Smith, if he gets red zone looks, and I don't mind mm. that one at all. At Skull Hype, Anthony Ferkser, no Johnny. Uh, high pass attempts in the yep. red zone from old Ryan Tannehill. So you look at that and you go, well, that's that's not too bad, but Helio Jones, always a question mark. Yeah, and Jono wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire last year either. No, he, he wasn't. So, But Ferkser had that great game, I think, yeah. when Johnny went down. Tyler Hernley at Hernley T says Donald Parham. Yeah. Gone and thinking maybe old Jared Cook might not actually be mm. the tight end one here, or at least maybe Parham just comes on top maybe in the second half Thanks of the season. Over. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Uh, the B League says, and uh, at FF Prodigal Son say Hayden Hurst. That's an that's intriguing. Mm, well, it, what it what it says is that Gage doesn't become the wide receiver two, and Kyle Pitts is basically the wide receiver two. I that's can see the only that. way I can see that happening, and then um, and then yeah, Hurst shows what he's meant to have done a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, that's that's the possibility, isn't it? So I like mm. I don't mind that either way. Uh, yeah, you'd pick he's him free. last pick of the draft, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right, you. he's free. Rob Norton, Gerald Everett. Yep, I like Seahawks, that Russ doesn't mind mm. throwing to the tight ends. Is Disley in the, in the conversation? still there. So I look at that and go, I, it's hard to still yep. think that Everett will command no. targets in that offense. Michael Bauer from D- Dynasty Rewind, he says, Harrison Bryant. Yeah, look, it, I think. He showed something last year when there was an yeah. opportunity. That's it. And, like, it's season long, I don't want to really touch him drafting. But, you know, he, he's someone who slid into my DFS lineups every so often last year. Yeah, me too. And then, of course, Tim's gone and said, oh, Tyree Jackson. We all know Tyree Jackson. <laughs> yes. You know, the Eagles tight end behind Goddard and Ertz <laughs> who played quarterback in college and was in the XFL yeah. last year. So, yeah. Look, I don't Probably know. He's sitting Tim, on the Tim's a smart man. I don't know if he knows something that I'd just <laughs> completely unaware of, or maybe he's just taking the piss. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, 
Speaking of DFS, yep. the footy is heating up. It is coming into round, uh, I think it's 22 of the mm. AFL football season. I've checked out. Yeah, I know you have. <laughs> I have not, though, and I've been doing all right. The footy's heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings. Yes. Want to get in on the action? Draft your team, stay within the cap, and watch your favorite players rack up points. Draft the right squad, and you can take home millions in prizes thanks to our partnership with DraftKings. Get ready for the upcoming football season by having a crack at some Aussie League contests. New to DFS? No worries. It's super easy. Here's how it works. One, Create your new DraftKings account at really important dkng.co slash TFL and make your first time deposit. Then join a contest in the lobby and pick your players. Make sure you stay within the 50 grand salary cap. Then sit back and watch your players try to climb the leaderboard for your shot at massive prizes. So what are you waiting for? Think you have what it takes to beat myself or Arch? Get in on the action and test your sports knowledge. Enter now. Global contest. Entry fees and prizes are in US dollars. Not available to residents of South Australia. Terms and conditions apply. 18 plus. Gamble responsibly. Think about your choices. Call gambling help at 1-800-858-858-www.gamblinghelpline.org.au. Eligibility restrictions apply. See au.draftkings.com for details. Beautiful. Look, we are just so thankful that you guys listen to us. It just means the world to us. Uh, look, one extra way you could uh, help support us going forward is by joining us on Patreon. Come on. With our base supporter tiers starting at only, just only $2 a month. And that's Australian. That's chump change in the US. Come on now. Absolute chump change. You can help support our Aussie-based fantasy and DFS pod. Uh, Look, benefits of joining our Patreon include gaining access to our detailed 2021 player projections, as well as getting exclusive access to our cash game lineup each and every week. For the less than the cost of a cup of coffee, come join us at patreon.com slash the TFL podcast. I struggle with that line. It's all right. Well done. <laughs> yes. Please come on board, everybody. We'd we'll love to love to see you. Uh, what are we, a uh, bit of uh, something uh, tight end related? Tight end! I think everyone just needs to see that. Yeah. See you just go off on the... The tight end preview. <laughs> that's why we should live stream this thing. <laughs> yeah, that's. There we go. I hope that's not too loud. But, uh, oh, good, beautiful. Good, good, good. <laughs> oh, dear. How's my tone? I thought, thought I hit the notes. Uh, <laughs> Some might say. <laughs> Some might say something else. Yeah, we're going to talk tight ends. Yes. Is there. Let's start off with this question. Mm. Is there anyone that you would take in the first round? Yes. of a 12-team fantasy league. Who is that? Look, uh, probably like Christian McCaffrey, Davin Cook. Uh, oh, you mean tight end. Tight end. end. Sorry, a you didn't mention that. that. Sorry, it's tight end. <laughs> take lots of tight end preview. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was assumed. <laughs> no, no, Kelsey is the one I'd take. How, where would you take him? Oh, look, I was thinking about this. I knew you'd ask me that. Maybe <laughs> it's because I, I wrote down the question on the run sheet. So I prepared a run sheet today, guys. I was part of the preparation process. I want that to be noted. Well done. Uh, look, um, there's one wide receiver I'd take before him. You take Adams before I him? i take Adams before okay. him. Okay. Um, I think just that ceiling is astronomical still for Adams. Sure. Um, and with running backs, you know, if I look at my rankings – which I have very closely to me right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, you know, so McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Henry, Elliot, Jones. I pro- I wanted to I want them. Sure. Okay, so six. Saquon Barkley's my seventh. And that's <sighs> when I start to think. 
It's is it time for a bit of Kelsey? <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I th- for me, I'm still looking at him probably. I would take him ninth overall. Yeah. And I hear you on Adams and you're probably right there. You're probably right in terms of saying Adams is a better, I guess, value above replacement kind of mm. type if you want to think about that in that in terms of his position as a wide receiver one, potentially then Diggs or Hill, you're looking at that gap. Kelsey probably doesn't have that big of a gap. It's still quite big, but as big compared to mm. say Waller or Kittle. So I'm looking at that. I'm going, yeah, I'm, I can see him probably taking after Adams, but you're right. I want McCaffrey. I want Cook. I want Kamara. I want Henry Jones. I've just looking at my rankings here. I think I need to kind of, I think I'm uh, erring on the downside with Barkley as well because he's currently my RB5. Yeah. But potentially, yeah, Elliot, I don't know, Eckler, I have a real soft spot for. I think of his course. upside's tremendous, of course. Maybe a real hard spot too, somewhere. <laughs> Stop. Kelsey, I think, is, <laughs> I think I'd probably take Kelsey over Eckler still based on playing the ADP game. Yeah. So Eckler, you can sometimes find him in the early seconds. That's right. If you, you swing back around, you, you sort of. That's right. That. So if you're looking at, like, if you have your own rankings, you kind of want to look at, okay, where am I going to get some of these other guys mm. that I think are going to be great? So I think there's still great value in that second round yep. to be able to kind of pair Kelsey with still what I would consider a top 10 running back. So. Yeah, I think Kelsey, if you take him at the nine, I think that's totally understandable. But potentially the running back you get in the second mm. round there might not be as good as you want. So if Kelsey fell to me, say I had the 11th or 12th pick, it's a smash pick every yep. time for Kelsey. No, and I, and I think as well with the Waller News in mind, if that sort of strikes one of the top three guys out of like someone you're yeah. absolutely keen to smash early, that just gives Kelsey even more value. It does. It really, really does. So uh, Kelsey, yeah, definitely taking the first round. And I think, yeah, I think we both answered that. But what about Waller and Kittle? Let's let me let's put Waller to the side. Mm. We talked about his in, his parent injury that we'd have no idea what it is. Kittle is on a fantastic offense. Yeah, but you've got Brandon Ayuk who's breaking out. I think we both think that Brandon Ayuk is going to be fantastic this year. Uh, Debo Samuel mm. will have a really pronounced role in this offense as well. Do you see Kittle as being the number one, two, or three in terms of target share on this team? I think he's still the one. Okay. And, and I think that's what I think Ayuk and, and Samuel are, they get that their, their upsides capped by each other. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So like Wow. But it, it's to me like, and you look, you know, you might think, well, Kittle gets injured. Well, they're all quite distinct different injuries, and that doesn't seem to be any lingering. No, you can't correlate that. So so you you know, we, we have to assume that he's going to be healthy. Um, look, Kittle to me, look, I don't think I'm going to have many shares of him. I think there's someone who will take him in the second round and I'm probably not keen unless it's late second round. Fair enough. I, I'm the same boat. George Kittle for me in my projections is my, he's my third option yep. in, in target share. I think Samuel and Ayuka are going to be fantastic. Kittle is a gun. I think he's going to get over 110 targets. I think he's going to be absolutely phenomenal, but I think that lowers his ceiling. And so if I'm looking for a guy in the second round to have a great ceiling, I think Kittle's going to have a really good floor, a floor Mm. better than most uh, in terms of the tight end position. But I still can't see Kittle being a guy that – I don't think he's going to challenge Travis Kelsey for the number one tight end spot this year. No, and and so I guess – 
you, you're not going to win your league in your first couple of rounds of your draft, but you can definitely go a long way into losing it. And if I guess there's extra variables that potentially come into play with Kittle that he might overcome, but there's the the two strong wide receivers, whereas Kelsey just has Hill. Um, and Waller has no one. Yeah. <laughs> like, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, like, Kittle's got potentially that that competition for targets, which, yeah, just makes me a little bit worried. But sure. the quality, you watch him play, don't forget how good he is, like, yeah. and dominant he can be. And so I still, I think he's going to be the num- number one target, but maybe they just can't, they'll have the, they have the luxury of sharing it around a little bit more. You do. That's true. They do. It's Waller then, yeah, as you said, he's, he is a guy that has no competition for targets mm. unless we think Ruggs and Brian Edwards are really going to make a stamp on the offense this year. But there's so much that you really, at the end of the day, you have to go, I need to see it first. Yeah. I just need yeah. to see it. John Brown's there as well, but really he's, he's apparently Brian Edwards is playing ahead of him oh, yeah. in terms of the, just, uh, the reps that he's getting in the first offense. So interesting to think kind of what's going on there. So anyway, Waller, he's got no competition. So I think he's definitely very safe. Moving down though, moving mm. down a tier, because that's where we have it, right? There's a top three. Yeah. And they are a top three because they have the clear potential. Like I know I said Kittle's my third in target share, but they yep. all have the clear potential to be the number one on their team. And I think that's what makes them yep. top tier. And obviously Kittle's athleticism is just ridiculous. Mid-tier madness mm. is what we're calling this. <laughs> yes. Because there's, there's three guys here, and I think it's fair to say top six. Yeah. Although- I probably would push someone else into this position yep. as well. TJ Hawkinson, Kyle mm. Pitts, Mark Andrews, and for me, I'd potentially put Noah Fan in there. Um, well, I've just put it there because they're they're currently all three of those, you know, without Fan are, f- are fifth round picks at the moment. Sure, yeah, and I think that's uh, so you've got to make a call about that. No, and that's good. I think that's fine. So TJ Hawkinson is mm. on the on the lines. Where do you see this guy? What's his ceiling? Is it, can he, is any of, well, the real question is, can any of these guys hit top three? Yeah. And, and and that's like Waller was one of these guys last year where he was getting drafted. Um, you know, some people were able, like drafting him early. They, they had that foresight. And so you're going to see that out, out of these three. Hawkinson, my, my worry is he's gone from Stafford to Goff and he's got a, a new coach the team is trash. Oh yeah, he's gonna be the number one target. Has to be, but he's the touchdowns. Just I can't see a world where he gets more than six touchdowns for the year. Like I feel like my projections are close to his ceiling, um, and so that's what I look for. What's the pathway? Sure, he's gonna dominate the market share, but is that enough? Yeah, that's and a I don't great think question. it is for the cost of at the moment an early fifth round pick. Yeah, well, mid fifth round pick, mid fifth round. But either way, fifth round you can get guys like Tyler Lockett in there, guys yeah. that ha- have shown. I'll take that. That they can be clear top, potentially top twelve wide receivers. To me, the gap from what Hawkinson can deliver and say my tight end twelve is so much smaller than the gap between wide receivers in the equivalent rounds. For sure. Like let's let's jump into like some of these mailbag questions that we got throughout the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob Norton says, do you have any specific tight end strategies that you prefer? And I think that's kind of what we're saying. It's early or or late, isn't yeah. it? Unless you've got an absolute uh, you know, revelation about a player that you think, yep, these are this guy is being way underrated and he will be a top three guy. So that yeah. was you know, you hope you were that guy with Waller last year. Yeah, that's right. I don't have those feelings this year. I think Mark Andrews is going to have a good year, 
Yep. But I don't think he's going to have a top three year. No, I think that's the thing, isn't it? We're really kind of saying, okay, if you're going to take someone in this mid-round, you want them to push into that space. But if you're taking someone back in the you know, the late rounds who's you know potentially tight end, uh, drafted as a tight end 10 plus, mm. then all you really need from them is to potentially hit top six. Yep. And I don't think that's hard to do. No. If I'm looking at like projections, sure, I'm thinking of Hockerson, Pitts, Andrews, Fant as guys that will be pretty solid in terms of what they're doing. Mm. Higby, I think, will be up there as well. But then there's guys that are getting drafted way later Yep, that we are actually pretty high on comparatively. So, like, we've got Anthony Ferkser as my 12, your 13. Yep. But he's been drafted as a tight end 25. Yep. Jared Cook is our 15 and 16 who really, let's face it, is in a great offense and yep. has a tendency for the end zone, can put yards on the ground. We've seen it in yep. the past. You know, he sucks at pass blocking, but, you know, who cares because it's fantasy football. He's been drafted as a tight end 19. So mm. we're kind of four positions there as well. So Blake Jarwin, he's in a high-powered offense as well. He's been drafted as the tight end 23, but we've got him, your 14, my 10. Yep. And so you're looking at these these spots and if we you want can to take talk- two late stabs and get way more value 100% 100% you could you could have two guys that you could alternate each mm. week knowing like the matchups that they're on or something like that so if we don't think Hawkinson is going to make that leap let's look can we look at those other two guys and just sort of see is sure. there a path with uh, Pitts and Andrews because I think if you're going to make like I think it's we can't just blindly go avoid mid-round guys I think you know because what if you hit on Waller that's great for your team right yes it is I guess there's injuries to Marquise Brown and Rashard, Rashard Bateman at the moment. Yep. Um, where Andrews, I guess, Andrews disappointed last year, would you say? Yeah, he was a tight end three off the board I last know, year. Yeah. And, and so, like, but, like, if you were owned him, managed him, I guess, in your team, like you were disappointed with the, the output week to week. You thought you were going to get yeah, a difference maker. The draft maker. capital that you spent was yeah. disappointing. But if you're getting in five. He was still tight in five. True. And so, look, and here's the thing. He was tight in four the year before, but with 35 extra points. <laughs> like that's the gap between. The, huge. It seems to be these top guys. So can he make it back to there? That's the question. I think he almost gets back to there. He had regression in touchdowns last year and regression in yards per reception last year Okay, uh, in a negative way. And so I think he bounces back from that. I think Lamar Jackson bounces back from a year because you saw how he sort of was starting to look at the end of last year. Yeah. So to Very me- good. Mark Andrews has the possibility to return to 2019 form, but that still was 90, only 98 targets, 850 yards, but and 10 touchdowns. Oh, that's huge and so in you, the end zone. So huge. you need to bank on the touchdowns. Now, with Bateman slowly coming on, I think that, you know, he's going to be the red zone target. Definitely. Like, I, I, I'm... He's probably the one I would be okay with drafting at ADP. Is that good? I'm not going to reach. Chance. Not going to reach for him. No. But if I'm, you know, mid to late fifth round pick, if he falls into the sixth, do you think you take him? There? I'll take. I'll take him in the sixth, and okay. in mid to late fifth round, I'll think heavily. Sure. Okay. And and, and so I'm I'm happy with that. Pitts. He is. Uh, <sighs> he is an interesting. I hope he is because Look. I've got him on a lot of dynasty. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, he looks fantastic as a college player. Like he was mm. clearly the best tight end prospect that many people have ever seen. He is coming into an offense that has lost Julio Jones. Yes. He can play the wide receiver role really well. He's a monster out there, really. Yeah. You're looking at him and you're going, okay, they're going to use him. Yes. Russell Gage, question marks around how yeah. well he will go. 
So hits, saying he has to out-target Gage. 100%. If he wants to be a top five tight end, which is where he's been drafted, yep. he needs to be the second yep. target hog on that, that, that And look, And that's how I've got him projected. Okay. Um, but I think we've got to have – I guess there's, there's more uh, – I guess range of outcomes for me with Pitts then say oh, so he's a rookie. Andrews. Rookie. Uh there's a new um passing, you know, Arthur Smith is there now. Um and so he came from Tennessee. Different offense there. I hope that he sort of adjusts to the talent that's around him, like because, you know, Ryan uh, Ryan Smith, I was gonna say Matt Ryan, <laughs> uh he's he's gonna like he historically just throws the ball a ton. Oh yeah, and whereas you didn't see that from Tannehill, um, so is that going to change? Um, big difference is you know there's obviously no Derrick Henry on. on no, that's right. Is is Arthur Smith just going to build around what he actually has? Yeah, build around Matt that's Ryan. What, and so I think look, Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Pitts has that opportunity. I think you know it's going to have to be one of the all-time rookie tight end. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> seasons for him to meet those expectations though. It needs so, to be huge. Do I want to bet on that? History says no. No, I'm going to pass. Pitts is not the guy I want. I know a lot of people Long term, love him. I hope. Oh, for sure. Dynasty, he's going to be fantastic. Mm. That's it. Now, anyway, sorry. given those guys, let's think about breakouts yes. because really if you're going to pick someone late, you can have them finishing top six and you're really, really pumped about it. Yep. So my late round breakout pick is probably – Look, there's a few guys I could have said here, but Anthony Ferkser is, is a guy I'm going to kind of harp on just in this in the case of I really liked what he did last mm. year when he had opportunity. Um, so looking at looking at that and then thinking about, okay, Johnny Smith's gone. This is an efficient offense. They get into the end zone. If yep. you're looking at someone to get into the top six, then you need touchdowns. And I think he might be able to kind of push into that um, yep. in that sense. So Anthony Ferks is a guy that I, I don't mind at all. I think he's he's now been in the league for three seasons. This is coming into his fourth. Uh, but he had a massive game against Houston, mind you, sure. But he had nine targets, eight receptions, 113 yards and a touchdown. Like that's yep. like if you can hit on weeks like that and see some consistency, he also had a week, seven targets, five uh, catches for 51 yards. Like as a in a PPR format, yep. like getting ten points out of your your tight ends, decent. You yep. can you can roll with that. So there yep. are glimpses. There are glimpses yep. with Ferguson. And again, if you're going to take it, it's a it's a late round dart throw that you, you've got there. Let's face it, you're probably if you're getting someone that late, you're probably happy to stream. Absolutely. So if it doesn't work out, you're dropping him. I guess for me, I, I do worry. Like I, obviously, I was a, a big Jono Smith guy last year. Like I slapped, I got him everywhere. Like everywhere. That worked out. Not so well. For no, you. obviously there was health concerns, but also just his usage was uh, inconsistent to yeah, me. Yep. Um, and so I'm worried about that. I worried that the fact that over the last few years they've never passed the ball as a team over 500 times, and they've just brought in um, a big target in Julio, and they've you know Josh Reynolds isn't anyone to just sort of dismiss either. I think there's just to me if I want to if I'm trying to pin down a tight end that I think is going to make that leap. I think he's got to have to have a pathway to be the second target at least. And your guy does. Yeah. Your breakout pick does. Yeah. And so I'm just a bit worried about Ferks of that. Can he be that second target? I don't think so. Obviously, AJ Brown and Julio Jones are clearly a class above. Yeah. No, I agree. And maybe Josh Reynolds. But there's also no running backs who command targets, though. So, look, I think it's not a bad pick. You're getting him 
Look, you you've know, got him at tight end 13. I've got him at no, tight end 12. Absolutely. And look, but so it's a tight end 25 where he's been picked at. And that's look, the big. And for those who ever, any of you actually bothered to look at our rankings on paper, I think I looked at, I think it was like something like the tight end 9 to 17 was within a touchdown of projected points. Like it's <laughs> throw a blanket over. And that's the, that's what tight end landscape is. It's a yeah, crap shoot, right. isn't it? That's it. Um, but who's your breakout pick? My guy, who did I choose? I chose Troutman. I love so, this pick as well. Yeah. And like, I can get and, behind this for sure. But it's not, I don't know how much of a sleeper you can call it anymore as well. But, you know, we can, if we just go by, um, was it ADP? Tight end 16, he's coming off the board. Yeah, it's, it's coming off late. You, you're spending a 12th round pick on him. So it's not, you know, it's not your last pick, but it's, it's very late. You've, you've, you're into your bench areas. So, yeah. um, if, and, you know, potentially if you love him, you take him a bit earlier to make sure you get him. But um, we talk, like we were just saying, there's a pathway where he's going to command targets, be that number two. And so Michael Thomas is out. Yep. Um, is it? Uh, Tracon Smith is, is hurt. It, he's hurt. Marquis Calloway is apparently the number one wide receiver yeah. at training camp at so, the moment. Troutman just needs to make sure he doesn't stuff this He's the, <laughs> like, Surprisingly, he's the old vet in, yeah, the, like, in the offense now. Yeah, I, I alongside I don't Kamara. Think, I didn't see heaps last year of him. So that's because um, Jared Cook was there. And he it, had a pretty good season. That's right. And so look, you, you've got to be, you know, they didn't address the position as a team. So you, you know, you look at the actions of the team that they must be happy with him as a prospect. You know, I think he's got he's just got a path to targets to, for me. For sure. Like if you look at last year, right? Jared Cook had 60 targets. Yep. Uh then you had Troutman with 16. So he's he, you need him to take a jump yep. for sure. But with all these kind of vacated targets, people that won't be there, mm. someone who's been in the system and someone a tight end that they were clearly happy to have yep. considering Jared Cook's moved on. I, I like him a yep. lot as well. I think well. another late round, not as late, but someone I think at value though is a Tyler Higby currently coming yep. off in the 10th round. Um, if you believe that Stafford and the Rams are taking that step, there's no Everett anymore. Can he be a Hawkinson type? Like yeah. Play that role. But so he's the, he's the third targets though. That's the other thing to keep in mind. He's of not going to be that number two. No, that's it. Uh, tight ends to avoid quickly at ADP. Mm. We've mentioned a couple. Uh, got it. I'm not a big fan of yep. with uh, Ertz still hanging around. Uh, Gesicki, I can't get quite get behind. If you've got a full uh, wide receiver trio of Waddle and Fuller and Parker, yeah, I can't see Gesicki coming up no. above any of those guys. So I'm going to leave the Miami tight end there off the board. Who who would you say is uh, someone that you want to be avoiding there? Uh, just to quickly. me, it's Logan Thomas. Um, I just can't get in on him this year. They've brought in, you know, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson's taking, you know, yep. that presumed extra step forward. And the history of Fitzpatrick and tight ends isn't great. Um, look, you think well, he's fourth on the target? Yeah, Rivera target has used, you know, obviously he's used Olsen before. Yep. But, um, so it could be part of the plan still. And part of me, like, I really, like, I hope I'm wrong just because of the story of how late he's yeah, come to top. Like, just seemed like a really good story of of someone just learning position late and really sorting it out. And so I hope he does well, but it just doesn't look great on paper at this nah, stage. for sure. That kind of wraps up our tight ends. There's not too many to think of. Hopefully <laughs> yes. you've got some names there, guys, that you mm. can kind of go, all right, these are someone that I might pick late or you might go, no, I really want Kelsey early. I'm in yep. a spot to take him. So go for it. So thanks so much for joining in yes, today. Yes, great. Uh, I really like the tight ends. They're a, it's a quirky bunch. That's it is. Like- you can really set yourself up and 
differentiate yourself from the crowd by nailing the tight end pick. Yeah, certainly can. And if you get someone like a Waller, like mid-round yeah. last year, then that's great. But there's just there's still yeah. a lot of risk. And streaming, just be open to that throughout the season, really. There's so many guys that are going to have good weeks. Like they're, they're, There are tight ends that will have two touchdown weeks. That's it. Watch for the, I guess, waivers. injuries as well. So, yeah, you got to play the waivers with tight Tonyan ends. was undrafted and mm-hmm. available on Dynasty Waivers last year. Yeah. I picked up Logan Thomas as on a, as a waiver in Dynasty. Like there's tight ends will surface that we aren't talking about. Yeah, that's right. So there's plenty out there, guys. If you want to see our rankings in full, head to our website, thetflpodcast.com. Mm. Uh, make sure, guys, you come and help. Give us a hand. Join our Patreon at the TFL Podcast. And if you're going to do DraftKings, then please use the code uh, or the, the link dkng.co slash TFL. Mm. Chris, it's been great to talk with Absolutely. you once again. We're done yeah. with our previews. We are done with our previews. We'll be back with some more TFL goodness next week. Absolutely. See you guys. Bye.